Tonight's episode is brought to you by Leap Spirits, paying homage to the iconic end zone celebration that was created by Green Bay legend Leroy Butler. Leap Vodka is inspired by the best attributes of the world's finest vodkas. Listen, Wags, it's distilled from Midwest corn until impurities are removed, and their proprietary coconut filtering process provides vibrant fragrance and flavor. Leap Vodka has been recognized for excellence by industry experts from coast to coast. Their processes provide the smoothest, cleanest vodka possible. To find Leap Vodka in a retail store or restaurant near you, visit leapspirits.com and click, uh, click on Find Leap Vodka and uh, see show notes for further details. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags, but Wags, you're not as important tonight, and neither am I, because we've got an incredibly special guest, Caleb Bryce, linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. We are so excited to have you on. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, Caleb. How are you doing? Good, doing good. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for joining us. A lot to get into. Uh, We're going to talk about why we're so excited to have you as a member of the Packers, but first, First things first, we always ask our first-time guests, Caleb, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? Uh, unreal. It's, it's really unreal. I, I I have no other words to describe uh, the feeling. It's just an uh, unbelievable experience. And, I, you know, I'm, every day I walk in the facility and just, just soak it all in because it's it's a blessing to be in the in the NFL as a whole, but it's more of a blessing to be a Green Bay Packer because this uh this organization is different and it stands out than more than the other teams. Caleb, thanks so much for coming on. Can you walk us through what that process was like? Is you're you're com- you came to Green Bay as an undrafted free agent. So, uh, what was it about Green Bay, and what what was that process like uh, before you signed with Green Bay and, and making that happen? Um, the process, uh, it was pretty slow at, at first, you know, being at home watching the draft. I mean, me personally, I try to be as realistic with myself as possible. I, you know, I knew, you know, it was the you know, first through fourth rounder. Uh, I pretty much knew that I would be either undrafted or a late pick. Uh, I was talking to my agent throughout the draft and, you know, he had a conversation with Green Bay, one of the uh, coaches from Green Bay. I, I believe it was actually my coach, I think, maybe. But uh, in the fourth round, they apparently had a, a conversation with my agent, you know, offering a deal or, or whatnot. And I got a uh, – I was actually – it was crazy. I was one. I was running an errand that day for my grandmother. She, I was on a food run. I was on a food run on draft day with my grandmother. And uh, I believe KO, Coach KO called me. My position coach, he was like, you know, we're going to try to, you know, get you in the seventh round, maybe possibly depending on see how things go. I'm like, you know, I'm excited. He's like, if not, we got a deal on the table for a uh, free agent deal. You know, you sign with us, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, I'm like, wow. Like, is, I'm like, keep in mind, I'm driving. So I'm like, this is, is this really happening? Like, 
for me, I'm 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 real humble. So I'm even if I'm not drafted, just the opportunity to even be in the NFL was just that more exciting. So I'm just I'm just pumped. I'm like I'm y'all jittery driving and stuff like that. So I'm just pumped. So after the draft, I'm just like, you know, if 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 this is the team that showed and communicated interest while early in the draft, you know, they I I I personally think they had high, you know high expectations for me. And that was one of the main main reasons why, you know, I picked Green Bay. That's so interesting. And and I mean that's a that's a great glimpse into kind of the how it works, right? How the sausage mm-hmm. is made, so to speak. So how are you able to maintain composure? Was your were you with your grandma? Was your grandma freaking out? Like, you know, what, no, what's that I feeling was, like when the Packers call? I was I was by myself. Okay. I was by myself. I was on myself, so I was like, wow, I was – you ain't supposed to text and drive. I'm sitting here texting and trying to call everybody. I'm like, hey, like, I just, they just called, but I said, you know, I treated like I got drafted, you know, mm-hmm. even though he's – you know, I didn't. I, that's, I treated it like that because, you know, whether you get drafted or signed free, like when you get to – like one of the first things they told us at uh, minicamp and rookie minicamp and OTAs, and meetings, they constantly said, it doesn't matter how you got here. You're in the room. So whether you're a first-round pick or an undrafted free agent, you are all here for a reason. And if you wasn't good enough to be here, then you wouldn't be here. So, you know, that's motivation to me and other free agents out here across the world. But it's, it was definitely – I was – man, I was messed up. And I was in, – in a good way, like – excited, nervous, all just a whole lot of emotions running through my mind. Yeah, so you know, thinking coming from Florida, you go to Florida Atlantic. Do you even know where Green Bay is on the map first of all? Um and, and then what's what's it like when you step foot in Lambeau Field for the first time? I um I knew where it was. I knew where Green Bay cuz I I watch football, so I'm I'm real <laughs> Uh, assertive when it comes to you know knowing where I'm going on where's uh where things are, but for one of the first things you know people tell me oh you're gonna be cold you're gonna be cold it's cold blah 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 I'm like yeah I mean that doesn't really bother me for two reasons one because I'm doing something I love to do and for two I used to live in Chicago so that's what not what maybe three three hours from uh, Green Bay. So I'm used to re- uh, really cold weather and stuff like that. So uh, I mean, the weather is not is not something that I think it will bother me too much. But it's definitely a transition, though, from being in Florida, like you said, Florida Atlantic. You're going from palm trees to beach beaches and 85 degree weather and up, and to mid 50s, 60s, and below. So it's definitely a transition, but like I said, it's once in a lifetime opportunity. I love it. Again, folks, with us, Green Bay Packers linebacker Caleb uh, Bryce. Um, can you walk us through your path to the NFL? Because you've had, I think, a really cool, you guys interesting, me? interesting path. You know, and I'd love to just kind of for for our audience hear a little bit uh, about it. You didn't necessarily take the traditional route. Um, right away went to this powerhouse uh, community college. And please, would you mind just sharing kind of how you got to Green Bay right now? Yes, no problem. Uh, out of high school, I had a couple a couple offers 
from like small D1 schools. Uh, my, my grades really set me behind in ninth grade. My ninth grade year really set me behind because I didn't understand that it all adds up when you graduate. So even though my sophomore through senior year of high school, I had A's and B's, my ninth grade year still messed me up and I wasn't eligible to go to the schools that wanted to recruit me. But I had plenty of powerhouse, power five, division one schools trying to get me out of high school, but I couldn't meet the requirements academically. So I had to choose another route. So that's where uh, I ended up going to Hutch out of high school. Um, Juco came into play. They offered me a high school, went there. I was comfortable going there because uh, I seen one of my uh, former, I'm not gonna say teammate, but uh, the one of the alumni from my high school went there, Cordell Patterson. He also went to Hutch and we went to the same high school. So watching him, and I used to, I remember watching him, going to the games and watching him play. I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. And especially coming from the same city and everything like that. So I was seeing that he went to um, went to Hutch and was able to, you know, get a good education and to to transfer his, his playing style and playing ability to a D1 school. So I'm like, I can do the same thing. So that's what I did. I got to Hutch. I played some games as a freshman. I did. I never. I never redshirted. I never like took a year off to redshirt or anything like that. I played a couple games as a freshman. Um, then I stayed there an extra year to to get more film and to really build build uh, build my reputation on the field and stuff. And I started getting offers from a lot of Conference USA schools, FAU being one of them. Southern Miss, Old Dominion, uh, UTEP, uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, and stuff like that. Other like Power Five school. I mean, I ain't gonna say Power. Well, yeah, Power Five schools. They recruited me, but they never really pulled the offer trigger. out of coming out of JUCO, so I had two visits set up when I was in JUCO. I had a FAU visit set up, and I had a Old Dominion visit set up. I took the FAU visit first, and I knew that's where I wanted to be as soon as I took the visit. I came in, I came down, me and my mom and my uncle came down, and it was like, I'm like, wow, Boca Raton is, if you've never been to Boca Raton, I, I highly suggest it. Um, it's beautiful, all the beaches, the, the atmosphere, the school, the facility, uh, and at the time, Lane Kiffin was the coach. I'm like, Lane Kiffin is one of the best, you know, college coaches to to ever coach. So I'm like, you know, that's that's and he coached with Saban. Anybody that coached with Saban, that's that's quite that's quite a, a, a accomplishment. So I'm like, you know, I feel like this is this the right place for me. So long story short, I never took that other visit. I didn't commit on spot, but I knew in my mind I wanted to want to be be um FAU out. So I played at FAU, came to FAU in 2019, and I played one game. No, I played maybe two or three games. I started I started one game. My first my first college start, my first college uh, college start at FAU, it was against Marshall. I forgot the situation. I think one of the starters had got hurt or something like that, but I started, that was my first time starting and I had 
11 tackles and a sack. <laughs> my first, my first college start ever. So I had 11 tackles and a sack, and I had defensive player of the game, but it wasn't recognized as much. It wasn't, it wasn't recognized as much because we lost the game. We lost the game, so it wasn't recognized as much. But I think that's when everybody turned their heads, and I got a lot of respect like throughout the team and everything after that game. And then the next year, I um, I um, played the whole season and started. And the thing, the the crazy thing is, I've had a different defensive uh, coordinator every year I've been at FAU. So I've been in multiple systems, different system, different uh, under different coaching styles. Uh, of course, you know, Lane left, and it was just it was we was all over the place. But you know, I just kept my head down and, and continued to work. And uh, that's when COVID came, so we was limited in playing games. I started the COVID year, but we, we played maybe like four or five games out out of the year. So that year was a disaster, and then. We get to the next year. They said they would give everybody an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. So I came back another year for an extra season, and my season was going good. I was doing well. I was, you know, I was doing well. Then we got to the we got to the Charlotte game, and Char I consider Charlotte, North Carolina, my home as well because I'm so close to it. I'm only like 25 minutes away from Charlotte being from Rocky or South Carolina, so that's technically home for me. I can I can blink five times and be in Charlotte. So I consider Charlotte my home too. So uh when when we went to Charlotte to play, I of course I had like I had probably like maybe twenty family members there, eighteen to twenty, maybe. No, not I'm exaggerating, not that many. Maybe like I would say maybe twelve, maybe a good twelve. You had enough maybe to play on one side of the ball. Is but what it sounds I like, felt right? home, and for whatever reason, I everything. Oh, did we lose Caleb? Looks like we may have frozen up a little bit here. Um, so we'll give uh, Caleb a minute, and hopefully he's able to rejoin. Um, Dane, you know, it's just fascinating just thinking about the path that Caleb's taking to the league. I think so many people assume that there's a linear path for these guys to make it. And he's here now. And and certainly um, one of the things that'll be interesting to find out if we can get him back on here is how that level of adversity might contribute to his ability to continue uh, that competition and that fight. So Caleb looks like we lost you there for a moment. We'll have you back on. Um, I was just uh, observing, you know, it's, it's so interesting uh, the adversity that you have had to face to get into the league and you're there now. Uh, but as you said at the top, everybody that's in that locker room is there for a reason, right? So it doesn't get any easier. So um, just wanted to follow up and, and ask you, um, as you look around at rookie orientation and the OTAs mini camp, um, you know, what, what do you feel like your path is and, and what's your comfort level with being able to go out there and compete? Because you're obviously trying to win a job. Um, there's 53 spots on the main roster and there's 90 guys competing. So um, uh, what does that adversity that you've already had to deal with, to overcome, to get to where you are? Um, how does that help to contribute as you move forward as well? 
Um, I don't know if you guys. I'm gonna answer that in a minute. I don't know if the connection went bad, so I'm not sure if you heard heard the last bit of what I was saying or not. You uh, broke up there right at the end, there, Caleb. We lost you for about thirty seconds to a minute. I would say. Oh yeah, I want. I'm, I'm gonna get to that. Get to that question. I wanted to yeah. finish what I was saying real quick. Yeah. But it's sure. it's kind of it's, yeah, it's gonna lead into the answer to the next question anyway. But sure. the showed out that game in Charlotte, and then the next game I had broke my uh broke my arm versus UTEP. We play UTEP, and I broke my arm. I broke my radius, and I was out pretty much the rest of the season, pretty much, and I work my tail off just to get back to be able to play one more the last game of the season versus middle tennessee i came back earlier than than what i was supposed to and played with a cast a big cast on my arm and you know played that game so i did pro day i smashed pro day and i think that really opened up a lot of eyes and then draft day speaks for itself so to to answer your question about adversity I've been facing adversity all my life, you know, been overlooked all my life. Uh, um, I've just been the underdog. I'm used to being the underdog. I'm used to not having having the hype or the the recognition. I'm I'm so when when I it's to the point of when when I do see recognition or when I do get uh, recognition, it it's it surprises me. I'm not because I'm not used to that. I'm used to just working hard behind the scenes and you know shining later on. So you know getting to getting the opportunity to come in the NFL and and to come to Green Bay was like wow. This is a, this is a one time once in a lifetime opportunity and I have a great you know a great chance of you know doing something special for myself. And you know I um getting here. You know, one of the one of the things that I told myself was just to be realistic with myself when I got here. And I know I'm not, uh, you know, a first round pick or a drafted guy, so I'm already at a disadvantage as a free agent. But it's it's a lot of stories. There's plenty of stories of players who've been free agents, who've been Hall of Famers, who's been all pros, who've been. Mm-hmm. So it's not as like 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 I said earlier, it doesn't matter how you get there. Is you're there now? Is what you do when you do get there? But I know for me specifically, I walked in knowing you know they drafted Quay Walker, of course. Uh, you know, knowing they drafted the first round linebacker, and I walked in and and having they drafted uh, not drafted, they signed another free agent, Ellis Brooks, another free agent linebacker, and myself. So and including knowing. I'm the type of person I do my research on who's already there. So I know Ty, um, mm-hmm. Ray, Wilborn, Dre, of course, Chris, and uh, Isaiah. So I'm, I'm already knowing who's there and, and who's wet at what positions. And, you know, after, you know, talking to the coach where I'm going to play and, you know, just the biggest thing for me was accepting that I would not like accepting the difference and knowing how to start over it, knowing from going to college to being that dude, being the, being the superstar, being that guy that everybody, you know, you get practice getting all the reps to now you in the NFL, you got to earn your stripes again. You got to get, you got to earn your respect again. Not so much respect as a, as a human being or as a man, but respect on the field. Uh, 
because at the end of the day, you know, people have families. It's a business. I understand that. That was the biggest thing that I, I had to understand that everything is a business from top to bottom, from bottom to top. So I had to um, realize that I would I, I won't be getting as many reps as Quay gets. You know what I'm saying? I won't be getting as much attention as Quay gets realistically, you know, because they invested more. Honestly, that's just keep it real. They invested more money in the guy than the other guy. So it's just understanding the business part of it. But one of the things I noticed when I first got there is, for one, everybody's, everybody that I've met on Green Bay's roster that was a veteran were all humble. You know, mm-hmm. you go to some teams where you have veterans, they act like they're too good to speak or too good to help you. But, you know, Aaron Jones, Dre, uh, Chris, uh, Let's see who else. Randall Cobb, like everybody, like they just, you know, humble. Hey, what's up, man? I'm such and mm-hmm. I'm such and such. If you need help, ask. You know, just real cool and humble. So that made me feel comfortable to know, like, you know, they don't mind helping. You know, they've been there before. They don't mind, you know, reaching out. It felt like family. Like, I've, like I've been there for five years already, and um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh. Yeah, everybody oh. would just, everybody would just, would just willing to help open arms, basically. And for me, being like in special recommended camp, I'm like, you know, realizing that everybody's just like you. Mm-hmm. Everybody can, everybody, I can like, I realize I can, I can hang. I really realize I can hang in OTAs when some of the vets, you know, would slowly start to come back and everything, everybody would start to, you know, come together and, I'm in drills, doing drills with Aaron Jones. I'm doing drills with AJ Dillon. I'm doing drills with Dre and Chris and, you know, competing and, and doing stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, I can I can hang. It's just a matter of when you do get the opportunity to get reps, what are you going to do with it? And also, um, not saying it'd be easy because rookies, you know, everybody will tell you rookies the hardest year. You got to learn the system study the playbook and then you know just so everything is precious time uh reps everything is, is just precious so you got to capitalize on your opportunity but i i do personally realize that i i know i'm able physically i can play in the nfl at a high level i know i can make the team but you know i tell myself everybody is not going to make the team off offense or defense you got to know your role and I, whatever my role is whatever they want me to do i will do it and right now I'm focusing on special teams and, you know, making the 53 off special teams. And, and that's, and, and it's, it's, it's so funny. You mentioned that cause that's what I was about to ask you. And I want to be mindful of your time, but um, you're good. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, I don't know if you followed much of the Packers last year, but there's a lot of struggles on special teams, great football team, but just had some holes in special teams. And I think that this Packers team very clearly is looking to double down and improve in that, that group. And I think they're looking for guys from the outsider's perspective to make an impact and stick on this roster, partly through their special teams play. And I'm wondering, do you have experience? Do they have you lining up in special teams during during some of the OTAs? Or, you know, what's what's your experience been so far in Green Bay with special teams? Um, I've pretty much been on every special team. I'm on punt, kickoff, kickoff return, pump return. Um, only thing I'm not on is, you know, field goal block, but that's technically defense. So as I get more defensive reps, I, you know, 
that's self-explanatory. But I'm pretty much on all four, um, rotating in with you know with guys on the depth chart and things like that, and you know just trying to trying to you know trying to get noticed, just trying to show off my athleticism because at the end of the day, special teams comes down to you know technique and effort and athleticism. You don't have to be the 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 best player on the team to play special teams. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, one thing I'm excited for in particular is kickoff. I, I love kickoff. I did kickoff in college. I feel like that's my specialty because of my size and my speed. I, I honestly feel like I can't be blocked when I'm running down on kickoff. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to in minicamp. For sure. And I mean, you I mean, got a four train, or five, train 40 speed. Yeah, four, five, forty speed. Crazy. Uh, you yeah. big guys. So I, we're looking forward to seeing you run down the field like a racking ball and light some guys yeah. up for sure. So, um, Caleb, be, before we let you go, just since we're using this opportunity to introduce you to Packer Nation, um, I think yeah. we've got a really good feel now for who you are as a football player and your path to the NFL. We're really looking forward to seeing you out there in preseason and camp and practice and in some preseason games. But um, what are some of your interests outside of football uh, away from the field? And uh, what's uh, a little bit more about Caleb Bryce person uh, that you can tell about, tell uh, uh, backer fans out there as well. Well, I am a musician. I, I'm a drummer. I do play the drums. So, uh, I didn't know that. Yes, I, I I've been playing drums since I was born, pretty much. I used to, like as as a baby, I used to play with. I used to get in trouble because I'd be in the kitchen getting pot, uh, pots, beating on pots, and getting forks and spoons and just beating on stuff. So I enjoy playing uh, playing the drums, and I'm also a uh, pretty good cook. I like to cook. Um, I always told myself it was either football or being a cook. Maybe if I was going to go to culinary school or football, I chose football. So it long, long, long down the line, if, if I become a chef, you know why. Uh, so that's something I'm, uh, that's probably my sacred passion is cooking. Um, other than that, I'm just, just a simple, a simple human being. I love family. I love being around people who love me. I love to laugh. I love to joke. Uh, 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 I'm a lover of God and just I'm just a cool person to be around. I love this. Oh man, you're easy to root for. We're really gonna enjoy this. And I gotta ask you, I mean, first of all, I love that you either hit uh guys with the ball or you're hitting the drums. You know, one way or another, Caleb Bryce is <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hitting something, got to. I I gotta hit something. Who who's your favorite drummer or who did you look up to as a as a you know a younger person that kind of got you rolling into that? Uh, honestly, I don't, I really watched every, cause I grew up in a church. So I, I used to play drums at church and that's how, you know, uh, but I used to YouTube guys like Tony Royster, Calvin Rogers, uh, uh, pretty much gospel drummers for real. Not, uh, I do know Sheila E. I do watch her sometimes. Yeah. Sheila E. And Michael Jackson's drummers, uh, Sugarfoot. I think his name is Sugarfoot. Okay. I don't know that Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Michael Jack. Look up Michael Jackson's drummer. His name is Sugarfoot. He played drums for Michael Jackson. He's pretty good too. But uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Well, Caleb, I tell you what, uh, we might have to stop by. You might have to stop by a uh, tailgate 
after practice at training camp and uh, uh maybe uh cook us up something <laughs> yeah. play some drums Open live. Invite. <laughs> I mean, you know we gotta we gotta we, we got a whole whole setup here i think that we can do as a follow-up to this but hey, um if, yeah that's find, find me a drum find me a drum set and call me i'm on the way i'm coming i love this yeah we're, we're, we might have to take you up on that for yeah. sure i'm so, serious i am um, serious Awesome. Before we let you go, uh, we always ask um, everyone before you sign off, can you give us a Go Pack Go? Yes, I can. This is Caleb Bryce, and I'm looking forward to training camp, man. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. go. Thank you, folks. Caleb Bryce, Green Bay Packers linebacker. Really enjoyed having you on. Number 42, we are so excited for you in camp. Let's go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Caleb. Have a great night. Yep. All right, you too. Thank you. Yep, take care. All right. So that was Caleb Bryce. Dane, I think we've got to head to one more break. Talk about our other sponsor this evening, DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, DraftKings, official sports betting partner in the NFL. It is the offseason right now. So um, they do have a great offer going on right now. Um, new customers get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Uh, using our promo code TPPN. So, Dane, um, I know uh, Packer fans in Wisconsin might be looking at the Brewers this time of year. You got anything else queued up that you'd like to take that uh, $1,000 and bet on at this point uh, while we wait for football season? I mean, I think that the Brewers are a good bet right now. You know, overall, I think that they're going to come out on top. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Wags. Baseball, out of all the sports, is the least likely one that you're going to see me knowing much about. But I'll tell you what, um, we've been we've been watching them. They've been slowly making their way. Uh, the games have slowly been making their way on in the Marisi household. Uh, and a lot of that's because of DraftKings. Again, use promo code TPPN, $1,000, folks. Where are you going to get money like that? $1,000. Uh, listen to our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, and again, use promo code TPPN. And uh, I'm not going to give you advice on how to use the money, but uh, the Brewers are a pretty good bet this time of year. For sure. So minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, uh, Dane, that's awesome that we were just able to talk to Caleb. And yeah. I think he's another one of those guys with you look at uh, any time uh, the Packers bring in an undrafted free agent, it's purposeful. And I think Caleb, clearly in talking to him, he fits from a characteristic standpoint and kind of the type of guy that uh, they seem to target um, time and time again. And we've seen a number of guys that have been similar to him that have taken that opportunity and taken it all the way to 53-man roster and beyond. So it's going to be really fun to see Caleb in the preseason and in preseason games and see how he's able to take advantage of the opportunity for himself. You're spot on. I mean, you look, you look at, uh, you know, kind of our, we've got a core top three at the inside linebacker position, right? Where our first round pick, as he mentioned, Devondre Campbell, and I'd say Chris Barnes is a pretty good shot at making this team as well. He's been good for the Packers. But after that, you know, our friend Ty Summers is in, and and, uh, what I loved about Caleb is he named every single guy. He very clearly knew what was going on. He knew the roster in and out. He's obviously met all of them, but he, he knows them. Right. And uh, I love his confidence. I love the fact that he said, listen, the game wasn't too fast is basically what he said, uh, paraphrasing. 
and that he thinks that he can hang, um, he's going to have a chance to win a roster spot. The Packers historically at inside linebacker lately have carried five inside linebackers. If they carry five again, he's in a dead heat. We're going to see what Ray Wilborn can do. Of course, Ty Summers has some institutional ties to the team. McDuffie was on the roster last year, but um, I would argue that, you know, there's a battle for two spots right now amongst about five inside linebackers. And I don't know if, if Caleb Bryce shows out in training camp the way we think he can, I think he makes this football team. And that's exciting to think about. Yeah. And he's very focused. He yes. knows that his special teams is definitely his path. You can see in that answer that that's where he's focusing his time and attention because uh, yeah, he needs to learn the defense too. That's goes without saying, but I think he clearly understands that he's going to get the most reps and opportunities on those special teams units. And that's going to be his opportunity to shine and separate himself. Um, and so each opportunity he has as part of the special teams. And I, I don't know if he just kind of inherently knows that or felt that, or if he's gotten good advice from his you know college coaches or from the Packers coaching staff to say, Hey, this is your path. Um, so make the most of those reps and opportunities that you have. Uh, but I was just really impressed that um, he, he seems to have a really good understanding of what that path is uh, to, to make the 53 man roster as well. Hey, Wags, a uh, fun little factoid that didn't come up in, in our interview with him. Uh, you know who else on the Green Bay Packers roster uh, went to the same junior college uh, as him? He was actually teammates in junior college with uh, Devontae Wyatt, Packers first round pick at defensive tackle, and uh, came before him. But uh, Devondre Campbell, a fellow inside linebacker, also went to the same junior college uh, before Caleb uh, Bryce went there. So some really interesting and strong company coming out of uh, out of Hutch, which is just an absolute powerhouse juco college but i mean they produce nfl talent and we're about to see if caleb can make the roster but um i like his chances i loved his attitude i i'm excited he's very easy to root for for sure for sure so dane i don't know if you have any other news and notes uh regarding the packers or anything else that you wanted to touch on kind of a quieter time of year so it's been a great opportunity yeah. to to bring some guys on and uh get to talk to them ahead of training camp yeah, I mean, it, it was nice to see them announce the uh, the training camp dates. Wags, you and I will have to talk offline on when we're going to be going to training camp this year. But that's a side discussion. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun uh, to, to see these guys back in Green Bay and put the pads on. For sure. So um, I think that uh, is going to do it then for us tonight. Thanks so much for all of you that jumped on the live stream. And uh, for those of that, you that are listening to the audio, um, we appreciate you following along as well. Uh, as always, be legendary and go Pack Go! Pack go. go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave it with your good luck. Hold